in to another episode of Cowboys Drive for Free, the podcast. This is episode 63. My name is Joel Penfield. I'm joined by Philip Slavin, contributor to Cowboys Drive for Free and host of his own podcast, the 1012. Philip, how are you doing? We're doing well, sir. How are you today? I'm good. Are you still in your uh, master bedroom closet? Absolutely. Best sound quality in the house. There we go. As long as it's working, uh, don't fix it. All right, well... We got another game day in Stillwater here, third game in a row at home. I can't I can't remember the last time Oklahoma State's had three or four games to start the year in Stillwater, but it's making for uh, a good start to the year. Uh, we got huge uh, game, non-conference game, probably one of the best Power Five team or uh, Group of Five teams in the last decade or so. Boise State coming into town. Uh, what are your expectations for this game? Good, bad, ugly? What do you, What are you thinking? Well, I'll say this to reference your that this is one of the best you know non-conference games. You know, this is the first time OSU has faced a ranked non-conference opponents at home since 2009 when Georgia came to town. Yeah, I remember it's seeing I remember seeing someone long. tweet that. Yeah, I I didn't think it had been that long, but then again, we haven't played too many great non-conference games in the past. You know, like since that Georgia game, really, I can't I can't remember really the last like marquee non-conference game we've had recently. Well, I mean, but you had you had Florida State and you had Mississippi State, but those are both neutral sites. Um, at home has been Arizona, Pitt. Uh, they just they haven't had anybody on the schedule since 2009 at home that was good. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting thing. So you got to say, I got to wonder what kind of difference that's going to make in the game. I mean, I'm – I'll be honest, and I'll say it early. I'm not expecting Oklahoma State to come out and win this game, and that's not me saying that Oklahoma State's terrible and Boise State's amazing. I just I think Boise State's legit on both sides, and I I just don't foresee a win. However, I would love to be absolutely wrong in this case. It's not that Oklahoma State can't win this game. I think they absolutely can. I think they have the advantage of being at home. Um, I think they have the advantage of better recruiting classes. Uh, obviously, Boise State does an amazing job of developing players. So does Oklahoma State. But there are players and depth at certain position groups um, that don't have the experience that Boise State does. Boise State has a senior quarterback in Brett Ripon who has very well experienced, has been started for two years, you know, it's his second year now. Uh, we've got Taylor Cornelius, who's in his third game. Um, their secondary, our secondary, our, our depth is, you know, Seniors and freshmen. Kobe Peel's going to be playing again. He's a true freshman. Um, so that's a concern. I just, they, they come in with the more experienced team. I don't know that they're more talented, but I, I think there's enough of an even match there that experience might uh, on the player side is probably what's going to win the day. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of my thought as well. I think the big matchup to watch is going to be Oklahoma State's offensive line. While they played pretty well against Missouri State, obviously being an FCS opponent, not too much stock to take there, but they struggled at times against South Alabama, who was another group of five team. And Boise State's defensive line is legit. It is really, really good. I'm wondering how well they're going to hold up this week if they can find the right combination of guys to keep Taylor Cornelius upright and give Justice Hill some space to run. Yeah, you talk about the uh, defensive line for Boise State. They've got a couple guys coming back. One of them specifically is David Moa. Um, he is a legitimate NFL prospect. Like that guy is probably going to be playing on Sundays uh, in the future, and he is back for this game. He was out last few games. He is back, which is a concern for OSU. I, I think the I think the coaches are aware of the offensive line issues. 
Uh, I'm, I'll be curious to see how they deal with it and how much the cowboy back and the running backs are used to help keep Cornelius up on his feet, which might be a concern because if the run game, if the running backs are focused on helping with run blocking and the run, offensive line can't open holes in the middle for the running backs to get through, uh, that might be how Boise State neutralizes Oklahoma State's best weapon, which is its running back core. Yeah, absolutely. If, if Oklahoma State has to become one-dimensional in this game and it all falls on the arm of Taylor Cornelius, that is going to be a major concern. And Taylor Cornelius has had two pretty good games throwing the ball, and so it's not like it can't be done, but I would definitely be concerned in the stands and watching this game if I have to watch him throw the ball more than 35 or 40 times in this game. Well, and if you look at the the stats from Game 1 to Game 2, I mean, they let him do more in Game 2. Game 1 was very simple. He had far more... uh, passes of 10 yards or more in game two than he did in game one now obviously he still makes mistakes i think this game is really going to come down to experience and mistakes the experience that boise state has that oklahoma state doesn't and the mistakes that oklahoma state has made in the last two games boise state is plus four in turnover margin on the season so far they forced five turnovers they've only got one turnover uh rifen has yet to throw an interception osu's coming in Minus two. That's a that's they, a major concern. They forced three. They've turned the ball over five times. You've got three interceptions from Cornelius. You've got a, a special teams turnover. That and the penalties, I think, are going to be what could really put Oklahoma State in a bad situation. Because if a couple of those happen in a row, Boise State is good enough and experienced enough to take advantage of that situation and put themselves out of reach early. Now, I think this is going to be a close game. I think OSU's got the talent to, to keep this game close. I mean, I'm, Boise State is not Alabama. They're not three deep with five stars. But I wouldn't say the talent level, and especially the development level of, of what Boise State's coaches do for those players, is significantly lower than Oklahoma State's. So I, from that standpoint, OSU just has to make and play air-free football to make sure that it stays in this game. Yeah, I don't want to leave any doubt by being on the negative side of the turnover margin, because that would definitely tell the story of the game. So this is something we talked a little bit about off-air, but it was a really good point and something I didn't think about. But if Boise State were to win this game, is it necessarily an upset? I mean, they're ranked higher, but even though Oklahoma State's a favor, but they're really a favor because they're at home. It's within three points, which is pretty much a crapshoot. Do you think this is necessarily an upset if Boise State were to win this game? I mean... Boise State's the higher-ranked team. Uh, they're the more experienced team. So from that standpoint, no. From the standpoint of OSU is at home and should be the more talented team, sure. But I I think they're so evenly matched if you take every single positive and negative from the two teams and stack them side by side. I think OSU has a slight edge, but I think it's pretty even. And that makes me say, if OSU does lose, it's not necessarily an upset. Now, I will be upset, and fans will be upset, but I wouldn't necessarily, on a national stage, call it an upset. Now, that being said, for the sake of the Big 12, it would be really, really bad. Because right now, with West Virginia's game against North Carolina State getting canceled, uh, the the weekend's games are TCU-Ohio State. TCU's not favored. OSU-Boise State, uh, the line is now down to two 
and then Texas USC, and I have no idea what's going to happen in that game. There's a if if Oklahoma State loses to Boise State, the Big Twelve is going to be in some real trouble for the rest of the season. Yeah, it'll definitely be a major concern if Oklahoma State doesn't win this game for the rest of the conference. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily think it would be an upset if Boise were to win this game. And I like you said, I will be upset because I think it is a game that Oklahoma State can win. I'm just not sure it happens this time around. But I think the, the one thing I'm doing, what's something you're going to look for specifically on the offensive and defensive side or, you know, or offense or defensive side um, that's going to be different from what we saw against South Alabama and Missouri State uh, to this week? Well, I think the defense is going to be a lot more creative. <clears throat> they haven't been as aggressive as I thought they would be. I mean, I don't, they haven't blitzed nearly as much as I thought they were going to. But if you really watch – and shout out to uh, Adam Lunt, who's got a podcast called Cape- Tape Doesn't Lie. And if you haven't listened to Tape Doesn't Lie yet, do yourself a favor and do. It's fantastic. Adam Lunt. Nobody breaks down game footage and, and like Adam Lunt does when it comes to Oklahoma State. But shout out to him. The defense has been very basic. It's been very much about being in the right place at the right time so that the big plays aren't allowed. And Oklahoma State's done a good job. They are in the right spot. The defenders are where they're supposed to be. They don't always tackle like they're supposed to. They don't always wrap them up, but they're in the right place. And the base, the defense has been very basic. And I kind of think this goes back to, I'm going to kind of reference the movie Semi-Pro for anybody who's seen it with Will Ferrell. Um, they've got something they call the, the run and puke. It's basically, this is one play that they run in practice until everybody throws up. The joke aside, it's the idea of you want something so thoroughly ingrained in your brain, you can do it without thinking. And I really think the first two games of the season, the defense has been focused on because they played Missouri State and South Alabama. Getting the basics down so ingrained, as ingrained as they can get them with as many players possible, that when we got to week three and got to Boise State, they can throw in more wrinkles and be more aggressive without having to be as concerned about the basics being there and being understood. Because you have to have a foundation before you can build the rest of the house. Well, the foundation is there. They have practiced it in games two weeks in a row. Now we can start to add the walls and add the roof and add the layers to make this defense even better. So I'm really excited to see what the defense looks like against Boise State because I think it will be more interesting than it has been the last two games. And it's been fun to watch the last two games. It has been. I've, I've liked it so far. I, I think it's just... It's just different, so it's definitely a little... It's fascinating to watch. And like you said, it has been very vanilla on defense, but they've been doing the right things. So it's not like we they're doing the basics and getting burned for 60, 70-yard plays like we've kind of talked about in the past. So to me, that is, you know, that's a credit to them being in the right spot. I do think they are going to be a little more aggressive this week and try and, you know, ha- add those little stunts, those little wrinkles into the defense and try and force Boise State into some mistakes, and that will... That's going to help the offense get a couple extra possessions in a game that is going to be pretty tight the whole way. I'm interested to see what the offense is going to do. We've seen little wrinkles and little, you know, play design kind of gadget type stuff with this offense and Bob Stitt probably having a little bit of influence on what Mike Yersich is doing. I'm interested to see what they break out this week in, you know, a bigger way perhaps or little different formations, little gadget plays, things like that that are. You know, that's going to throw Boise State's defense off. They're a very, very good unit, so we got to use every opportunity we get to try and get a big play or get them in, you know, out of position. And I think they have the opportunity to do that this week. Yeah, I'm, I, like I said, you know, 
from week one to week two, they let Cornelius do more. I expect from week two to week three, Cornelius will be allowed to continue to do more. Uh, interesting thing on Cornelius, now we, uh, the roundtable will come out either Thursday or Friday. <clears throat> and one of the questions was uh, talking about Cornelius. Uh, what I think it was like, what would it take for him to, to get pulled out of the game? And to me, I, I think the fans aren't going to look hearing this, but I think it's actually going to take quite a bit for Cornelius to get pulled out of this game. Um, I think it would take multiple first half turnovers or for the offense to be visibly inept or incapable of doing anything and it be Cornelius's fault. If it's because the offensive line can't block for him, they're not going to pull him out because what are you going to do with, with Drew Brown or Spencer Sanders? If the offensive line can't block, it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. So, He's going to be in that game until Mike and Mike decide they can't win with him. And I think it's going to be, it's going to be up to Cornelius to, to play well enough. And even if they lose, and this is really going to upset people, if Oklahoma State loses to Boise State, I think Cornelius is still the starter come next week against Texas Tech. Yeah, I agree with you. I really think, I, I think he's going to play well again this week. I want, I'm interested to see if he can raise his level and play up to the competition of that, that defense. And we saw the week-to-week improvement. I'm hoping to see more this week. I I don't foresee him, you know, making too many mistakes. At least I hope not. I hope that he can rise rise to the occasion and lead Oklahoma State to a win. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we can hope that uh, that's the case. I think he's going to, you know, have even more control of the offense. I think he's going to have even more confidence just with another week under his belt. I'm, I'm interested to see what he does. I'm, I'm excited for him, and I hope that he has another great game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really about he's got to minimize the mistakes. Like a turnover is not going to kill you. Two turnovers isn't great, but if he starts turning the ball over a lot or turning it over in bad situations that allow Obey Boise State to score quickly or easily, then Mike and Mike will yank him out and go with someone else. Now, I, I'm not sure that's a better option. I, I don't know what to expect from Drew Brown. Um, I don't have any idea what to expect from Spencer Sanders. I don't think he's ready. Obviously, I don't get to watch players, but if uh, I, he's not Tua Tagovailoa, he's you know, sorry, he's not going to just get thrown in as a true freshman and be ready to play week three. Uh, so my hope is that Cornelius is, has continued to improve and will be better in, in game three, or at least look the best he's looked so far. Yeah, and I think the fascinating thing is that he Cornelius played really well last week, despite his offensive line breaking contain really early and being able to stand in and make throws or extend plays and make throws. So, and he's probably going to have even less time this week because the Boise State's defensive line is so good. If they're not blocking for him, he's going to be able. He's going to need to improvise and make some plays. So, if he can manage to do that, then I think he can keep Oklahoma State in the game. Like we talked about. I think it was uh, on Monday's show that we. I don't think he's going to lose us games this year. I think he's going to play well enough to keep us in the game, but I don't think he necessarily would be the sole reason Oklahoma State loses a game this year. I mean, if he becomes the reason that they're losing games, that's when Gundy will yank him. I mean, you look back to what twenty thirteen uh, that loss to West Virginia, and then they finally pulled J.W. Walsh out against I think it was Kansas State or TCU, one of those two games, and put Shelf in. Walsh was the reason they lost that game to West Virginia. Walsh was the reason they were struggling against Kansas State, against TC. Walsh was the reason. And it took him a little while, 
but they finally got Walsh out because he was the problem. If Cornelius is the problem, they're going to give him time to try and fix the problem on the field. So the first time he throws an interception, don't get on Twitter and cry out and hope that he's going to come off. Gundy's going to give him the chance to try and fix the problem. But if he becomes the problem for the offense, they'll pull him out. Yeah, absolutely. And this is it's going to be an interesting thing to see. And like we talked about, you know, I'm going to go another over-under. Do we go over-under three series before uh, Oklahoma State Twitter loses their mind? Over in a three series, I'll take I'll take the under, but that's because despite two of the top four uh, offenses in the nation facing off, I get the feeling it's going to start out slow offensively in this game. Yeah, I think it probably will too. I I feel like it's going to go one or two ways. I feel like either team is going to come out and punch the other in the mouth and try and set the tone. I don't know who it's going to be yet. Uh, I think. Might maybe it's Boise State because this is one of the biggest games they're going to play this year until the potential New Year's Six Bowl. So I feel like they're going to come in and they're going to try and assert their dominance early. But also Oklahoma State, you know, it being a home game, this being their tone setter before they head into conference play, they might be able to do the same thing. So or they're each each going to be throwing haymakers early and it's going to be a slugfest. You know, it it could go a couple different ways. I don't necessarily know which way it's going to go yet. I mean, you could argue. Both teams, for, for Boise State, this is the game that they need to be able to justify getting into the the New Year's Six if they win their conference. For Oklahoma State, all week long, if they've been paying attention, all they've heard is you haven't, well, but you haven't played anybody. Well, but you haven't played anybody. Cornelius isn't very good, and you guys haven't played anybody. You looked good, but you haven't played anybody. Well, now they get to play somebody. So now if I'm them, if I'm Oklahoma State, I'm coming out of that tunnel going, now we get to play somebody. All right. We're going to show you what happens when we actually get to play somebody that matters. And I think that's why I don't think there's going to be a lot of offense at the beginning. I think it's going to be two defenses ready to go, ready to punch each other in the mouth. Yep, it'll be uh, it'll definitely be an interesting uh, afternoon in Stillwater, two thirty kick. Uh, so give me your final prediction for score and for uh, uniforms. Let's see what we got. I've got, sorry, beginning of this year, I said OSU was going to go eight and four, and Boise State was one of the losses. Um, I have the final score. I've got Boise State winning 35-31. to 31. Uniform prediction, it's striped the stadium. I would assume they're going to come out in white, orange, white. Now, they probably won't anyways, but I'm going to go white, orange, white, and I'm going to hope for the Bucking Bronco logo with the orange stripe, specifically because they're facing the Boise State Broncos. Why not have the Bucking Bronco logo on the helmet? See, I think that would be petty, and I love everything about that. I think that would be that would be really funny if they if they managed to pull that off. I would love it, and I, I'm with you on the white, orange, white. I think if you're going to do the stripe the stadium orange and white, then naturally you're going to do it. They did that when they did the stripe the stadium two years ago against Pittsburgh. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think they'll do a similar uniform to what they did that year and have the badge uh, white helmet, and I think they'll go the bandana stripe with a black face mask. That's my thought. Um, I, I love that helmet. It's probably my favorite, one of my favorites that they have. Uh, but I'm with you. I kind of went into this year thinking this was going to be one of the games that Oklahoma State was going to lose, and I'm going uh, Boise 38-28. I think they're. I think Boise is going to pull away late uh, with a you know a couple touchdowns, and you know I think they go out of Stillwater with a victory. Yeah, I, as I said early on, I think OSU can win. Absolutely, I'm just. I haven't seen – I went into the season believing they would lose this game, and I haven't seen enough yet to convince me. 
of either OSU or Boise State to convince me otherwise. Now, I hope they win. I just, if I got to put money on it, I'm, I'm going to go Boise State. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at with it. And it, I, in no way is me picking Oklahoma State to lose, me wanting them to lose to justify my opinion. I really hope that I'm wrong and I can come on here and say, well, they proved me wrong and now I'm happy. That's why you always bet against your favorite team, so that way you're a winner either way. Exactly. You, uh, it's it's a no lose scenario at that point. Absolutely. All right. Any final thoughts? Go Pokes. Go Pokes. Good enough for me. Uh, Philip, where can they follow you on Twitter? That's OKTXAR Poke, Oklahoma, Texas, and Arkansas. So you can follow me. You can follow the Ten Twelve podcast. It's my all Big Twelve podcast. It's at Ten Twelve. The number ten. The number twelve. The word podcast. All right, and you can follow me at JT Penfield, and then you can follow the main site at Cowboys RFF. We'll still have some pregame coverage leading up to Saturday, so stay locked on the site, and we'll have some good content there for you. And go Pokes, beat Boise State, hopefully, and we will see everyone on Monday to break down this game.